Welcome to A Better HR Business, the podcast that looks at how HR consultants and HR tech firms grow their businesses and how they help their employers to get the best out of their people. Remember, for show notes and downloads, go to www.getmorehrclients.com forward slash podcast. That's getmorehrclients.com forward slash podcast. Okay, let's get started. Hello, welcome back to the show. Great to have you along. It's Ben here, and I'm really looking forward to my conversation today with Robin Shoy. Robin is a Frenchman now living in San Francisco. So like me, he's moved to somewhere else for exciting new green pastures. And we're going to be talking about his amazing platform that he's built with the team called Hire Suite. So Robin, thank you very much for joining me today. Thanks for getting me on the podcast. Happy to be here. Yeah, very good. Very good. And I had to ask, do you miss Paris? I don't miss Paris at all. Really? Why not? Contrary to you, I moved to senior pastors. So <laughs> there is so much sun here and that's what I liked in Paris. So yeah. Wait, hang on. Are you trying to say that it's not very sunny in Dublin? Come on. No, I wouldn't say that. Harsh, 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 harsh. Yes, yeah, so very good. So I want to talk about you guys have built an amazing platform and I'd love to see what it does and who it helps. And also your journey because, you know, you started before COVID and I get the impression that you guys did well in that time and grew and prospered all in helpful ways and come out the other side even better. So maybe let's start with what is Hire Suite? What does it do and who do you help? Yeah, we created Hire Suite in 2016, actually, so way before COVID, and it's changed a lot over time. That was a hell of a bumpy ride those past six, seven years. We had different products. The two main products that we operate are Hire Suite Marketplace. It's a marketplace of private tech talents only in France. So the way it works is engineers will subscribe to the marketplace. They're prevented by people in our team. And then they listed and shown to active clients every week. And we charge a placement fee. So pretty much like an automated hiring agency. That's hires in marketplace, the first product. And a second product is a SaaS product, is a productivity product for recruiting teams that helps recruiting teams be more efficient. So get more replies, build talent pool, nurture the talent pools. And this is hires in CRM. Nice. Yeah. So I understand the marketplace, but the higher suite, that's probably more of an international market. Is that right? Yeah. So the first one is only operational in France and it's a two-sided marketplace. So not very easy to scale to different countries. The second one, we work with people. We even work with people in Australia. Yeah. Very good. Lucky us. So yeah, tell us about CRM. Is that how you describe it? Yeah. Higher suite CRM. Yeah. So how does that help sourcing teams to strip out that sort of the pains that go along with trying to source either at scale or even for specific roles? How does the product work? So the way the product works is an ATS add-on. So you'll connect it to your ATS and it helps with all the top of funnel. So you can go on LinkedIn, import people from LinkedIn, put them in projects, enroll them in personalized sequences. So you make sure you follow up. Follow-ups across multiple channels will make it very easy to follow up across LinkedIn, email, soon text messages, call. So just to make sure that you have as many touch points as possible across multiple channels. Just don't want to be pushing 20 LinkedIn messages if the person's never on LinkedIn. And we help do this, measure everything that's happening and keep track of everything, of all the activity, run A-B tests. And then once you start documenting every interaction with prospective candidates, so they're not candidates yet because they didn't apply, then you can nurture them over time. So we make it very easy to nurture and then recontact people. The goal is that every time that you open up a new job, you shouldn't be going on LinkedIn and just engaging with people who never heard about you, but first start reaching out to people who know you. So that's pretty basic, 
but still a pretty big problem in recruiting that hasn't exactly been solved. I recently had a conversation with someone else on the podcast, Ruben from Mimaran, and they had a very similar philosophy, but on the marketing side. So there's no point in trying to generate new business from people who've never heard of you. And same on the recruitment side, why would you start afresh with a cold audience and try and find some potential candidates? Because for every job, let's say there's a hundred people, there's one person who gets the job, but a person in second place, they're probably amazing. So that's the idea is you're trying to keep that network either warm or within your network. Is that right? Yeah, exactly. And a lot of things happened in sales and marketing 10 years ago, and they're not happening in recruiting. Like following up with people, again, seems pretty basic. But my experience is a lot of recruiters just don't follow up. And there are still a lot of recruiters who would say, if the person just doesn't reply to my first message, it's because they're not interested. We have data to show that's wrong, right? If you follow up, you'll just double your interested reply rate. So you'll get twice as many interested people in the follow-up messages than in the first message. Yeah, a salesperson would never say this, right? A salesperson, no, you need eight to yes. 12 touch points. I don't know exactly how much that is, but on average, you'll need to expose the person as many times as possible before they reply and they engage in a conversation. Yeah. And from a marketing perspective, I found it really interesting and I thought it was smart on the higher suite website where it mentioned specifically, no, you don't have to get rid of your ATS. We just plug in, we integrate, no problem. Because that's a case of where you've probably identified an objection, a problem that businesses might have to say, oh, we've already got something. We don't need you. It's okay. You don't need to get rid of it. Is that why you put it there? Yeah. And also because a lot of people are disappointed about their ATS because it doesn't help them be more efficient at recruiting. It just helps them being more efficient at assessing people and running the interview process. So they're frustrated about the ATS and the way they think about it is, okay, I need a new ATS. So I need to change my entire system and I'll need to go through a review of all the actors in the ecosystem and then set up the change. And that's a six months to two years process, right? And so what we say, and most of the time people end up being disappointed with their second ATS because the value is still not here. So what we say is ATSs are very good to manage inbound applicants, manage the interview process. If you want to go outbound, if you want to engage with people, if you want to build a nurture talent pool, don't look for that feature in your ATS, look for a CRM. And the good thing is you don't have to go through that lengthy process. You can just plug us and in 24 hours, you're done and you can use us. So that's also why we put that here. Sometimes you have a problem and you believe that the solution to that problem is just throwing everything away and just mm -hmm. starting anew. You don't have to do this. And that's why we put that here. Got it. Okay. So for the sourcing teams, the recruitment teams, point of view, the ATS manages the candidates once they're in the door, Yep. but the higher suite CRM is more for going out and finding them and bringing them to the door. Is that right? That's exactly what it is. And then nurturing them once they're outside. Like ATS is for the interview process. That's a one to two month mm. period for the person. Higher suite CRM is everything before and after. Got it. How would you manage the end of recruitment process stage. So there's one person got the job and a whole bunch of people did not get the job. Can it follow up with them? Because that's a massive pain point for people, talent around the world is that I never heard back issue. Yeah. We integrate with the ATS. We make it very, very easy to communicate with those people after they haven't been selected and after we didn't extend an offer to them. So we make it very easy one of the big problems that we see in ATSs is that you have to have a perfectly clean data in your ATS if you want to nurture people. Absolutely not a priority for most of the recruiting team. So nobody does this. And if you have to wait for your ATS to be clean so that you can nurture people, you can wait hundreds of years. Nobody's 
ATS is clean. So we make it very easy because we're passed through the data. We make it easy to automatically nurture people without having to label them manually. Nice. Who are the types of businesses that would use it? And then also related to that, are there any examples of how some of your customers have used it and enjoyed it? Like maybe the case studies or testimonials, I guess more to help people listening to this understand how they could take Hire Suite and use it in their business. Yeah. So our clients are people who need to be proactive and engage with candidates. So if you have enough inbound applicants, you don't need us, right? If you post a job, you have enough applicants and you manage to, it's just about volume and just sifting through the application, you don't need us. Now, if you need to engage with people, you will need us. So that would be recruiting agencies. We work with a lot of recruiting agencies, usually smaller teams, zero to 20 people, because they're more agile, eager to test new technology. We work with a lot of tech companies, startups, scale-ups. We need to hire engineers, sales and marketing people, product managers that they need to engage and nurture over time. And we work with a lot of consulting firms as well. So that could be IT consulting firms. We work with the contents consulting firms as well, because apparently contents are very hard to hire. So if you don't get enough applicants, you might need us. The way people use us, so agencies will use us to engage with people on LinkedIn. So we have a pretty good use case. That's on our website, I think, with an agency that managed to increase their reply rate by 70%, 7-0. Nice. So they would get 10% positive replies. They move on to 17 with Harry Suite. So that's 70% additional replies. So that means every time they start a new search, they get people they can show to their clients much faster. And that's immediate improvement to their top line and margin. We have people using Harry Suite to nurture their talent pool, especially when they're not actively hiring. So if you're not actively recruiting, you might want to build your talent pool, engage with them. So you're ready to start again when things pick up again. So people will send newsletters or engage on one-on-one basis with candidates. And we have people also using us to, so we had this use case last week. A company used us to go to an event. We have a QR code and form that allows company to say, hey, if you want to join our town pool, just scan this QR code. You're not making an application. You're not mm-hmm. being an applicant. You just join our town pool and we can nurture you over time. And that's a use case as well. Oh, that's clever. I like it. So then switching to the business itself, I mentioned earlier that the impression I got was that through COVID and beyond, it was a tough time and you've been through pivots and you alluded to the fact that there'd been some difficult challenges that you've had to overcome. How did you either survive or thrive during the pandemic and beyond? So the pandemic, what we did is we launched an entirely new product altogether because everybody stopped hiring. So we were like, okay, there is like 20 active clients and people stopped looking for jobs as well because they were afraid of changing companies. So we had like 20 active clients and we had a pool of 100 people looking for a job. So what we did is we organized kind of speed dating recruiting session, speed recruiting sessions over Zoom. So Zoom was all the hype. We said that every Thursday, 4 to 6 p.m., you can attend this event and you'll be paired with people that are looking for a job and that are being prevented to match your job. So that's how we did it during the COVID. That helps. That helped us a lot because we're like, okay, we have fewer clients, fewer people, but we vastly increased the conversion rate. So we did a lot of hires on that model. And then we stopped. It was just for a year. And during COVID, we were also like, okay, we don't have much work. So what do we do? Where can we invest this time that is available here? How can we invest it now so that it pays off later? And what we did is we created our own podcast. That's when we launched our podcast, uh, A Players. 
and that was one of the best initiatives because when you're in a hurry, everything's going well, you don't want to be, this is not the moment where you invest in those things. Yeah. But when you do this, then you have a very strong competitive advantage that persists and that compounds over time. So yeah, COVID helped us do this. And now over time, how we grew the business, historically, we relied a lot on outbound. So we did a lot of outbound, cold emails, cold calls. We did a lot of this to clients and nobody knew us, so not even nurturing people that knew us. So yeah, it's hard. You get a lot of rejections. But yeah, again, 2016, 2017 reply rates were better than today. No, it's getting even more competitive, even harder. Released, I think a few weeks ago, a new improvement to Gmail that makes it even harder to call mail people. The spam filters are sensitive as ever. So you have to be very careful. Now what we do is we invest a lot on content. So there's our podcast, A Players. We have a podcast in French as well. We have a lot of guides. I post every day on LinkedIn and I try to make it super, super valuable to the audience. So it's all about like, what did we learn during those series that we can share with the audience that position us as experts and we give as much value as possible until people are ready to convert. And then we use that content to engage with people and to do outbound. But this time it's not exactly called outbound. It's warmer, at least outbound, because they know about us already and we'll engage with people. We already engage with our content, so they're more likely to reply. And they also have a like almost personal relationship with us because they'll listen to the podcast. They'll follow me on LinkedIn. So they're like, when they receive an email, at least they reply. They might not buy the product right away, but at least they reply and they explain to us why they're not interested because they understand that we're like struggling professionals like everybody and we're just trying to make a dent and just trying to provide value. So people feel that there is authenticity behind that experience. So yeah, we get much more replies. Recently starting doing LinkedIn ads. So we played a lot with LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn ads, the way we think about it is always the same. We're like, okay, how can we improve the conversion of our outbound campaigns? Because we know that in the end, nothing's more powerful than engaging directly with your clients. So what we do is we try and do LinkedIn ads that worm people that will then engage our outreach campaigns. So we'll expose higher suite during a month and then engage with those people. It's a bit early for us to know if there's a real impact on the reply rates. But, you know, in a great scheme of things, I think if you keep exposing your prospects and clients and then engage with them personally, that's the way to go. Fabulous. You've done some amazing stuff there. And content, I agree, is just such a wonderful way because it works in so many different ways. It helps you warm up an audience, let's say, before you do outbound, which is one thing. If they are in your network, then you can have different levels of content at the, let's call it cold, warm or hot stages of buying. So you can nurture that relationship at different stages and by industry, et cetera, and so on. The LinkedIn, what kind of ads are you running there? Is it, hey, buy our stuff or is it content driven? I'm just curious to see what sort of ads you might run. We try and align the ads with exactly what we're saying in our outreach. So for example, recently we went after a much more expensive competitor. Our outreach was basically, we do 80% of what competitor does, but we do it at half the price. That's what we said in our outreach campaigns. And we had a pretty good reply rate to this already. And then that's now what we do in the LinkedIn ads as well. So we are saying, okay, if you use this product, we're cheaper and almost as good, but way cheaper. So we, we're trying this and we try to align. So again, because we have a lot of content, there could be a way to promote the content and just say, we'll expose Hire Suite, we'll expose the people to the Hire Suite brand and then engage with a completely different 
messaging, but we haven't tried that yet. But yeah, that would make sense. It's more like a corporate approach where you're blasting the market. You're saying, pushing all my content out there and then engaging with people. We can't really afford this now. So we're trying to be more surgical. And these ad campaigns that we do, it's on 10,000 of people. It's very small. It's the limit that LinkedIn allows us to do. Nice. Yeah. Okay. And then you mentioned around your podcast. So the podcast is A Players, Hire and Build High-Performing Teams. You mentioned that it's a competitive advantage. What did you mean by that? It's huge. It helps in the entire recruiting process, in the entire sales process. When we get people who are interested but not ready to buy, then we can push them a few episodes and that helps then nurture them. That also helps build more credibility during the sales process when we say, okay, this is what we learned from that episode or this is what we try to do in the product. So more credibility as well. Every step that you move, you get improved conversion. So you even get new leads just from the podcast and we get people coming on our landing page and telling us that they knew about us through the podcast. That is absolutely huge for the cost of, I don't know how much your podcast costs you, but for us, it's less than $100 per episode, right? So, and we recorded maybe 120 episodes, 150. So that's peanuts compared to the benefits that we have. And every week we get more people listening to us. So that's also what's huge compared to ads where when you stop paying, you just don't get more exposure. Here is the opposite. You stop paying, you stop doing anything, and then it keeps compounding and compounding. So that's, yeah, that's huge. Brilliant. Now, in terms of the future and business growth marketing side of things, I'd be curious to see if you've got any advice you might share with other businesses in the HR sector of maybe things that have worked for you or things that have not, what advice you'd have for them. And then secondly, do you see in the future that you might either partner up with other HR tech firms or consultants in the HR field to either partner up and do cross-promotional or maybe referral affiliate type of program. So firstly, you know, what's your advice? And then secondly, partner programs. So we're currently building that affiliate program. So anybody interested in this can reach out to us. We're currently building this. It grew very naturally initially with people recommending us and getting no benefit at all. So we thought it's always the same, right? You do a lot of things. And then when you see something's working, then you want to double down on that. And so we're like, okay, if people recommend us for free, what if we give them an incentive and help them get something back? So there's something in it for them as well. So we are building that for now. So if you're listening to that episode, you want to learn more about our affiliate program, feel free to reach out to me on LinkedIn. Get in touch. Yep. Get in touch. The second answer to the first question, marketing advice. Again, I would say that in our experience, did a lot of things. What has shown to have the most impressive results is posting on LinkedIn. And we've been posting on LinkedIn for 14 months now, every day, posting, posting, posting regularly. And in the HR world, everybody's on LinkedIn, everybody's active on LinkedIn and reading the LinkedIn thread. So my number one advice is at least be present on LinkedIn. You don't have to post every day. That can be small steps at a time, but at least be present. Make sure that you're profile is up to date, that your profile covers everything you want to think of your profile, like a small landing page that converts people and then start acting on LinkedIn, commenting on people's posts, share content, and then step-by-step you can move on to posts on your own experience. There is a lot of crap on LinkedIn as well. So please (laughs) don't write like motivational sentences that everybody's heard before, but try to make it very valuable to the audience. And that has a huge compound effect. And Yeah, I meet people, I've never talked to these people before, never heard about them, and they all tell me they've been big fans of my LinkedIn content Ah. for a year. 
and they never liked, never commented. So you get much more exposure and much more influence than what you think. So start doing this. Even if you write a comment on a post and 20 people see that comment and think, oh, that's smart. Yeah. I'll keep an eye out for them. I like that. That's already an improvement. So a person opens up a blank calendar and says, right, I'm going to listen to Robin's advice. I'm going to post every day or every few days. That empty calendar of 30 days, 31 days, it's scary. What's your advice to them to say, well, here's how you fill that out and here's how you might work out what to say because it's a big empty space. So my recommendation would be not actually starting with posting, but rather engaging with people's content. Yeah. So start doing this for three months first. Instead of posting every day, try to comment every day and say, okay, every day I'll see a post and I'll write a smart comment. And then you'll start to understand what type of content is valuable, what people already know, what's fresh to them, and then start with your own experience. There is something that we do as well, because every time that you post on LinkedIn, I would say that from our experience, you get the average post is shown to 20 maybe 20% of your audience. So if yeah. you write five identical posts, mm-hmm. like each person in your audience will see it once. So what we now try and do is get a key idea, like what's valuable. So one key idea is you need to follow up with people because yes. if you don't follow up, half of your work is going to waste. Yeah. So that's a key idea. And we try and do three to five posts per key idea and write it differently and decline it differently. Like some will be more maybe inspirational with a few uh-huh. sentences more data-driven. Here is from our experience what works. Other will be more actionable. If you follow up, you'll double your reply rate. Here's how to follow up. So yeah, that's a good advice. Instead of thinking of those 30 days that you need to fill, think of six topics that you need to find and then decline those six topics across like five different posts. And just from a practical point of view, you have an idea, you must follow up and you're going to have five versions. Do you then post each version five in a row or do you mix them up? With other stuff? I would spread them across the months. Yeah. Okay, yeah. cool. No, it's just more, I was thinking, well, if only 20% of the audience sees it, then it doesn't matter if you do it in sequential order. And also going back to your original answer around the partnership program. Yes. Yeah, so for people listening to this, if they're an HR tech company or a consultant in the HR world, then Hire Suite is working towards having a referral partner program. What that means is, is just say you're in there doing consulting work and helping them either hire or improve their processes or redesign or employee handbook work for a company. say, look, you guys could be filling your roles faster and managing the whole process a lot easier, less stress and everything. If you used Hire Suite, I can refer you in and I can help you set it up or get it started. That's a way of introducing Hire Suite. And honestly, it works really well and all the big HR companies do it. So that's a great option. I'm glad you guys are doing it and introducing that program. So, And we also give higher priority to people who come through referrals and affiliates. So that's another added benefit because we know we're in touch. Like they're no friends of ours. So you want to make sure that they're still right at home. So yeah, we are give extra priority to those people. Well, there you go. There's another genius idea for Robin because that is a way to boost your referral rate. Just probably 100% of consulting firms and a very high percentage of tech firms always say that referrals is the number one source of new leads and new business at the start. That's a really great way you've got there to encourage people to keep referring to you once they've done that because you look after them. So that's, it's just human nature, but it's rarely done. So well done on that. Yeah. So if people want to learn more about a higher suite, whether to refer business to it, to use it for their own business, maybe a partner or something else along those lines, what should they do next? So we're all over the place. I would recommend a good entry door is my LinkedIn profile. It's Robin Choi, R-O-B-I-N. 
C-H-O-Y, Robin Choi. Follow me, add me on LinkedIn, send me a message if you want to learn more about the Affiliate Program because there's no link online. This is also where you can discover our podcast, A Players. This is where you can learn more about Hire Suites here or Lightning Page as well. But yeah, follow me, engage with me on LinkedIn and I'll be happy to reply every time. Very cool. Yeah, so we'll have in the show notes Robin's link. We'll also have the Hire Suite website address. And if you're going to go onto the Hire Suite website, check out their definitive guide to sourcing and recruiting because I really like the way it's laid out. It's in true tech fashion. They've built it on, I think it's called Gitbook or something like that. But it's an orderly way of sharing out a lot of good information to help a team potentially source more and better talent. So that's an excellent resource, which you mentioned you're doing more of the content marketing. Well, that's an example of how to do it. So do go and check out the website. Robin, thank you very much. I'm glad it's worked out so well for you. And I'm sure it's going to go even bigger and better in the future. So yeah, thanks for sharing it today. Thanks, Ben. Thanks for joining us today on A Better HR Business, the podcast that explores the world of HR consulting and HR tech businesses. For show notes and downloads, go to www.getmorehrclients.com forward slash podcast. That's getmorehrclients.com forward slash podcast. Remember to subscribe and share the show with any friends who are busy growing a HR business. Thanks and see you next time.